Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Inside Access with Jason Lockonfora and Ken Wyman. Sponsored by Stevenson University Online. Your master's and bachelor's goals haven't changed and neither has Stevenson University's online commitment to you. Visit online.stevenson.edu. 1057 The Fan. got tier one two and three teams right whatever we are in that one or in that two or three um yeah even within that that group you've got a lot of diversity and approach um i i, I think that um the it's it's probably a bit of a hybrid you mentioned milwaukee mm-hmm. in terms of market size and payroll that that might feel right i i, I think it's going to fluctuate a little bit but somewhere along that continuum um and, and it'll be somewhat a byproduct of um of how well we continue to hopefully we will um you know, knock the cover off the ball with developing young players. Jason had a chance to sit down with uh, John Angelos, the owner of the Orioles, and uh, he uh, was talking about spending comparisons. By the way, that, that's Stevie Nicks on lead, but yeah. that's uh, Fleetwood Mac. Christy McVie passed away today at the age of 79, so we get some Fleetwood Mac in during the show. But uh, he compared the Orioles to Milwaukee. Is that a good place to be in your mind? I mean, Seems- I think it's realistic. I yeah. mean, I think it... It feels about right. A team spending in the teens, for the most part, right? If you're looking at one through 30 in payroll, um, you know, he kind of mentioned tiers there. And obviously the Orioles aren't, tier, you know, if it, tier one, we're talking, you know, Yankees, yeah. Dodgers, Giants, Cubs, you know, Mets, teams that have the wherewithal to pretty much spend beyond the, you know, up to and beyond the luxury tax if they want. And then that second tier, you know, and even he kind of alluded to, you know, whether they're in. I, I mean, I think there'll be certain years where they are a two, two, tier two team. Like the Padres, right, went from a tier three yeah. to pushing tier one with all they've done. Yeah. And somewhere before the, the Soto move, you know, had certainly pushed into tier two. Um, but he also made it clear, and I think, Stoney, we have like other cuts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's um, busy talking. I, yeah. As I was. Yeah. I. I Definitely got the sense that, like, one thing that was clear, there's not a whole lot of certainties as to exactly how this moves forward, right? But, like, one of them was, this ain't Tampa. You know what I mean? This ain't running, you know, a $75 million payroll out there as much as you can. He made it very clear, John did, that, like, that's not us. Other thing, we one of the other things you talked about, the future of the franchise, and here's John. Who knows what will happen next year? Sure. Sophomore jinxes, injuries, all the stuff that happens in life in every pursuit. I, I will, though, say one one note of uh, a positive adjustment we may be able to make next year. When we were up the Little League uh, Little League Classic, um, uh, Rob Manfred, President Bush, Brandon Hyde was there, and Rob Manfred said to uh, Brandon and me, uh, you know, next year, balanced schedule. Thanks. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. And, and, you know, people, look, that's that's – 20 games, let's say approximately less against in-the-division teams, which are all powerhouse teams for a variety of reasons, mostly because they're big markets. But look at Tampa. They've been doing a great job. And more games against anybody but. So, so you know, arguably, if that had been the case this year, 
You also may, oh, yeah. you also may in the future, not right away. You might have a di even a different playoff structure. That again, all of that will, will to me. I just think in one bottom line, will that get more people into the most important city in the state of Maryland, downtown Baltimore, more days year round? And I, I think the answer is yes, yeah. it will. So I think we're headed for we're on the right course, and there's a lot of good stuff to come. Uh, it's interesting to hear him talk in these ways in both the cuts. Number one, comparing him to Milwaukee, a team that has spent on players. And number two, playoff structure, balanced schedule. We've been talking about that, the balanced schedule coming in next year. That's 18 less games. you got to play against the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, and Blue Jays. Uh, that helps the Orioles. I mean, it should. I mean, I, those are games that you're, you're going to have to try to cash in on as much as you can. And, and, and again, the thing that, though, I am feel more buoyed by than anything else is that from May 1st on, they competed in the division. They were a very competitive AL East team against other AL East teams. And that, and, so. His mic's on. And, Turn your mic and, on. Is your mic on? It, yes. There you are. I was at a program. And, and that's what I was going to say, where they played the Yankees at the beginning of the season, where they were just world beaters, and a lot of people thought that they were going to break the all-time win record. But aside from them, what, Tampa, they lost the season series by a game. Yep. They were competitive. With, Had know, two Boston. opportunities to win that season yeah, series. Yeah, and, and Toronto. So it is a good point. They were already competing with them, but, of course, less games against the American League East is going to make a big difference for the O's. But you mentioned earlier, Jason, about the payroll, and I think it's a good point. You mentioned San Diego and how they're kind of a comparable market to Baltimore. When they're really ready to go, and that liftoff is now, but when they're really ready to compete for a World Series, I think they have the ability to push the envelope. You saw that four years ago where they were top 10 in payroll. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. It's not. I mean, they're telling you it, it's not. And, and even Milwaukee, like if you're not paying that close attention to them, and I would understand why you're not because Gigi and I are old enough to remember yeah. when they were in the same division as the Orioles yes. and now you might play them once every five years although that's changing with the new balanced schedule like they kept Ryan Braun they went out and got Christian Yelich and then signed him to an extension an, a legitimate a big boy extension yeah. um they have done a really good job of keeping a competitive roster together for a long time now they're not in the AL East and I get that um and there's a chicken and the egg thing here as well like and nobody knows this over at the warehouse right now, but like, are what's a, like what's attendance going to be like? Yeah, you know what I mean. How many people have bought on and like bought in? Yeah, like what's it going to look like in May and June if they're hanging around five hundred, which is viable? But like, what if they don't take the world by storm at the beginning of the season, which they might not? Like, are, are are Fanny's going to be in the seats because you kind of want to see that a little more yeah. before you do what T-Bone's talking about and put it in overdrive from a payroll standpoint. So it's kind of two factors here, and the Orioles already announced that weekday games in April, May, and September are going to be at 6.30. Yeah. You're hoping that boosts attendance because of school nights. The days of Camden Yards being sold out every single day, like no, in the nineties, they're gone. But that's the Nats. That's I, that. That's that, the Ravens. That was the also, deal. it's also the Ravens. But but it's the if the Nats, the Nats were in here. The, but it's also and it they had Adley Rutschman and Gunner Henderson, and it was the only game I, in town. I, it's not the only game in town though. The Ravens are here. They're like the, when when they were drawing three million a year, there was no football team. 
Do the Ravens play in the summer? No, but teams have to make people have to make a choice with their money. You choose to pay for rate football tickets. Yeah, there's some people. There's some for, people that can't afford both. No, I, and, and they made I, a choice. And back in 90, 94, 93, they didn't have that. They didn't have to make that choice. I'm not implying that, but you also don't have to pay for a, a, a seat license with the Orioles. No, but you have to kids, buy tickets. Kids can eat free, and you can get in for a couple of bucks. I get that, but not everybody can afford to choose both. I don't know why you think this is such a hard thing to grasp. Like, literally, people have to make a choice. I think the Nationals are a bigger part of it, but I do think that the Ravens being here affects their attendance as well because some people make a choice on what they want to spend their money on. No, I, well, there's a lot of people who would tell you that Ravens attendance isn't what people would expect it to be, and people are just keeping their money in the pocket. But, so maybe they decide to use that on the O's. I don't know. But the fact that they let a team move 35 miles into their territory, I agree. It's that's they're not a regional team anymore. That's, I get that. That's the biggest thing. Nobody's but, coming from Arlington to see the Orioles. I agree with that. That's I just the think biggest, the Ravens are a factor as well. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. But I'd say with Ken, as far as the attendance, the seats are sold. I mean, they, yeah. they always say the attendance is 70000 whatever. The PSLs are sold. The season tickets are sold, whether or not the fannies show up in the seats. But, I mean, to Ken's point, you're paying, what, eight, nine $900 for a season ticket for the Ravens. But, uh, back to my original point... I think 2014 is very attainable. They yes. they drew 30,000 yeah. fans a game. Yes. I think that is very realistic. Are they going to get that this year? No, but I think you are going to see a spike because for the first time in years, probably since 2018, which was dumpster fire, people are opening day is going to be a madhouse. And it's always yes. a madhouse, but it's going to be especially insane this year. And the trade-offs, though, with that schedule will be interesting because yeah. there's fewer Yankees-Red Sox yeah, series here. That's true. Right? There's, there's, like, are Brewers fans going to travel to Baltimore yeah. for a game? I mean, maybe some, but not in droves <laughs> no. like some of these other do. So uh, that's where it's going to be kind of incumbent on the, the home fans to really buy into this product. Let's take this a step forward as we hit the hot corner coming up next. And who could some of the Orioles free I've agent targets? I've got a new targets? fixation. Oh, do you? It's not a free agent, uh, but i got a, a new trade, fixation. Trade yeah. and free agent targets we'll discuss next here on The Fan. Jason Lockenfora and Ken Wyman on The Fan. Inside access to the Orioles. Brooks, Cal, Men. It's the hot corner with Jason, Ken, Sponsored by Home Life Roofing and Remodeling. Call Home Life Roofing and Remodeling today for your free estimate and to learn more about their $47.99 roof and gutters offer. Visit homeliferoofing.com or call 410-864-0178. The MLB winter meetings are next week in San Diego. There are reports out there right now that the Orioles are the front runners to sign Chris Bassett, pitcher. It's interesting to see the Orioles in these kind of conversations because mm-hmm. for a few years now they haven't been. But Jason, we've talked to uh, Jim Bowden. We talked to Dan Connolly. They are extremely active, it seems. And uh, it just who are some of the guys that you think either in free agency or trade that you could see them targeting? Well, look, we've talked for a while now, back to the, really during the season. If they were going to upgrade at second base, Gene Segura is somebody who I, you know, his career ability to get on base, uh, play short and second. I mean, he, would, he wouldn't have to play short that much here. Um, you know, his own base percentage for his career, I, I just think he'd be interesting. I don't know that they need, like, they've got a lot of young options at second base. But, you know, Mitch Hanniger, if you're looking for a, D, a DH type and a corner outfielder as a free agent, is somebody who I like. If you're looking more for an everyday outfielder as a free agent, um, 
Michael Conforto, I think, could be really interesting on a prove of contract after you know he's been out so long with injuries. Yeah, missed you last year. From the pitching side, you guys have been talking about I've been talking about Corbin Burns and Pablo Lopez for a long time. But look, the Orioles have enough prospects that if they wanted to trade for a Corbin Burns and still go out and do something like this, which I'm becoming more fascinated with, also land someone like Brian Reynolds, I would be all about it. The Pittsburgh Pirates, Brian Reynolds? Brian Reynolds is only 27 years old. He's controllable for three more years. He's a switch-hitting outfielder who plays center field primarily for Pittsburgh, but could come here and easily handle that left field wall, right? The wall of Baltimore if he was the uh, everyday left fielder and Austin Hayes was packaged in some sort of deal. Um, Brian Reynolds, as the sort of star that, or the, whatever, the straw that stirs the drink for Pittsburgh, not a heavy run-producing team, right? Not a lot of protection in that lineup. OPS of OPS plus of 126 last season. Um, 19 doubles, 27 home runs. Only 62 runs driven in. Again, he's playing for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, the year before that, guys, his age 26 season, OPS plus of 145. That means he was 45% better than the average major league hitter. He walked 75 times that year, batted 302, had an on-base of 390, 24 homers, 90 runs driven in, 35 doubles, um, the three full seasons he's played, because obviously the pandemic year, 55 games, he's had OPS pluses of 130, 145, and 126. The Pirates still, their rebuild hasn't worked yeah. like the Orioles. The Pirates are three years into a rebuild that's going nowhere. Correct. Like, are they ever going to extend Brian Reynolds? How many other pieces do they have that they could get this much back for? We're talking about a dominant switch-hitting outfielder just entering his prime, who you've cost certainty on through arbitration up until 2026. Imagine him and Santander and Adley Ruff. Imagine those three switch hitters. The things that Hyde could do from a lineup perspective any given day. I, I would be all about this. Are, are, you mentioned Santander, and when we talked to Dan Connolly yesterday, he was talking about what are they going to do with Santander. Are you confident he's here next year? I think it's more likely than not. I do. I mean, they need to add another power bat to him. And he can play corner outfield. He could DH. And everybody's talking about an all, you know, we had Jim Bowden on. Everybody's like, right hand bat, right hand bat. Well, give me a switch hitter. Give me, give me, I mean, I'll, I'll take, I'll take Brian Reynolds. And then we can still talk about, you know, adding a, 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 another veteran bat to, um, to the pot. But like, did you see those Abreu numbers? Abreu got paid. Mm -hmm. I mean, he did way better than he did three years ago in his last deal. And people thought, well, he's a little older now and a little more beat up and yada, yada, yada. So if that's what he cost, let me go get, let me go get Brian Reynolds, man. And that's my everyday left fielder. As far as Santander, I, I really wouldn't – it wouldn't make sense to me why you would deal him coming well, off 30-plus home runs. Yeah. It depends on who you bring back in. but And also what you think of him. Yeah, it, But here's the thing. You're not trading him for prospects. No. no but no. Be, so be, what, how does that work? Could that's he be kinda, part of a deal for a pitcher? That's kind of my thing. I, as far <sighs> as a free agent bat, I wanted to yeah, get your guys' thoughts on this. He hasn't been good the past couple years. Lefty. What about Bellinger? I, he only wants a one-year deal. And he wants a prove-it deal. He wants a prove-it deal, so you don't have to make that long-term commitment. You could put him in a corner spot. He can play first base. Lefty, I, 
don't know. I it kicked totally the tires. depends on the money. Like I, I just man, it's been two years since. He's, no, it has. He's been right. Yeah. Um, and they're pretty smart out there in L.A. with their analytics, right? And their player development. And hey, we noticed this. We noticed that. We can fix this. We can fix that. I, they haven't been able to fix him. I mean, I, I, here's the thing with him. His MVP season, he was great. He hit 300, he 47, 115. Yeah. In 2020, obviously, that's the, the but he batted oh. 239 that year. And then the last two years, it's been horrible. It seems like a Chris Davis kind of yeah. thing. That's I almost mean. wonder it's mental more than physical because he's still a big strapping guy. The numbers look very Chris Davis esque. I, I, I don't disagree with you. In the last couple of years, he hasn't been right. He's missed a ton of games. But I just see it as it's a one year. It, you wouldn't get extremely burned if he ends up flaming out here. Except if he sucks and you're looking for a guy who you want to hit between I, three and five every day. You know what I mean? And he's not up for it. I'm with you, but I almost see it as, you know, taking that lottery ticket and see what happens. It's a one-year thing. That's I what did. I'm saying. The, the, the only thing that's get, I, I got, st- I'm still scarred by Chris Davis. And but I see the forty seven Chris Davis I, seven year. No, you know. I don't mean the. I'm talking about the player, not sure. the contract. I look at his numbers; they look very Chris Davis esque to me. The the forty seven homers one year, and then the batting average is hovering around two hundred two straight years. That part looks Chris Davis. I, I I'm not talking about the contract. I just that became a black hole for the lineup, and and I just don't know. Hey, hey he was once a great player. So was Chris Davis. So that's my only concern there. Yeah, I, it would. I'd rather go try to get like a JD Martinez and just have him be my DH for one year and see what that costs me. Versus, you know what I mean, taking that, taking that sort of risk. Um, and we'll see. These dominoes should start to fall next week at the winter meetings. And once a few more guys come off the board, I just think we've talked so much about trading for pitchers, which I, I do think they need to. Even mm-hmm. if they sign Bassett, I still think they need to try to trade for a pitcher better than Bassett because um, it's unlikely they're going to sign a pitcher making even more money than Bassett, yeah. um, who's you know who's on the open market right now. But I, I just think there's some interesting trade candidates as well. And, boy, I, Brian Reynolds, man, I'd love to see that. Once again, MLB winter meetings are next week. A lot of action is expected to happen next week in San Diego. Will the Orioles be a part of it? We we will keep you updated as things go. But coming up next, time to make the people some money. Tim Murray from Visa, and it's championship weekend. Heisman Trophy is coming. We'll We'll get Tim Murray's answers on all these questions next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. Inside Access pushes the legal limit. High Rollers with Jason and Ken. 105.7 The Fan. Time to make the people some money. Tim Murray from VSIN joins us every Wednesday. And we head out to the Ashley Furniture Guest Hotline. And Tim, good afternoon. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Let's start with this. Is Caleb Williams locked in to win the Heisman? Or is there somebody you throw some ducats on before the ceremony? No, Caleb Williams is winning the Heisman Trophy. And two weeks ago, you could have got him as high as 11 to 1. And I did not make that bet. I talked about it on my show. <laughs> and, of course, here we are. By the way, um, can I just I just point something out here? It of has course. nothing to do with American football. So I have a bet that Mexico will not advance out of the group play. You're on a razor's I, edge, bro. I don't know if people realize what is happening right We're now. We're watching. So Mexico's up 2 nothing. Argentina is beating Poland 2 nothing. That would mean, and JLC, you know soccer far more than I do, but that would mean goal differential, 
points. It would all be the same. Yes. And if so, just to 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 make this simple, if both games end two nothing, I believe Poland advances yeah, because we just they have this. less they have yellow less cards. yellow cards, which could <laughs> obviously change. I'm gonna I'll make you a bet, brother. There's at least one more goal scored in at least one of these matches. I'm so not feeling. I'm I think feeling it'll be terrible. settled on the pitch. Yeah, I'm feeling terrible about my bet right now. I was, uh, I was. So I'll be, I'll be brief here because once again, when I bet on things that I'm, I'm not too knowledgeable about, I, I lean on smart people. And the way I had heard multiple people talk about how there's a likelihood that Argentina will have nothing to play for in the final game yes. against Poland, but then they lost to Saudi Arabia in the opener. So yes. that threw it all out the door. So that was kind of what I was hoping for. Here we are, and I'm sweating this puppy out live on the air. So uh, I'm enjoying. Nothing like nothing like hoping uh, for uh, yellow cards to be the reason. Uh, you're, the I, team I'm telling advances. you, there, there's going to be a goal, bro. Yeah, Watching I, these two matches, there is at least one more goal. Yeah. So and and, and I'm sure I don't the think Mexican come down to that. The Mexican national team, I'm sure knows. Oh, they're uh, they're being they're being they're being alerted. Hey, you need to score another goal to uh, to not allow and this no to more happen. yellow cards. And no more yellow cards, yeah. All right, back to football. Yes, Caleb Williams, the pride of uh, Gonzaga from Washington, D.C., uh, will we'll bring home the Heisman Trophy. He has had Heisman moments, and for a second straight year, guys, C.J. Stroud, quarterback of Ohio State, went into rivalry weekend as the odds-on favorite to win the Heisman Trophy, and for a second straight year, he will not win the Heisman Trophy. Well, Tim, let's get to the Big 12 championship. Kansas State, TCU, that spread two-and-a-half-point favorites for the Horn Frogs. But two-parter, what's your lean there? And second, if TCU were to lose, would they still be in the playoffs? I'll answer the second part second because I think that's a, a really fascinating discussion to have. Uh, first, I do lean TCU. Uh, to Kansas State, excuse me, in this spot. Now, I have been betting against uh, TCU for the better half of a month, and it hasn't been that <laughs> profitable of an endeavor. Uh, TCU is 9-2-1 and one against the spread this year. They are, I believe, the second or third most profitable team in the country this year. People... Uh, you know, people who move markets. Uh, do we get a goal or something? Well, no, no Poland got a yellow card, and it was a really questionable, oh, like sweet a total BS. Oh, and Mexico <laughs> just missed the goal. Uh, this is there was a BS yellow card too. So what are we at right now, yellow card wise? Oh, uh, that's off? more your. I, I, I look, yeah. I got no money. I got no uh, skin in the game, so I'm just. That's I only more have, on you than I me. I only have one TV. I don't know my, if they were one seat. behind or two behind, but it was. <laughs> It was, I mean, in FIFA, bro, don't even get me started about, you know, corruption and this or that. All of a sudden, there's a yellow card. I'm going to say it was a fishy yellow card. Oh, boy. Um, but I, I, I do think, I'll be honest, Tim, I have not placed this bet yet. I'm curious if it'll get to three. Um, you know, you got to remember back, Kansas State was up 28-10 to 10 on the road at TCU. And then Will Howard, who at the time was their backup quarterback, he got hurt. They brought in a third-string quarterback. He throws a terrible pick. It kind of turned the tides of the game. Will Howard has since taken over the job. Adrian Martinez remains injured, even though they say he might be uh, available to play. And, you know, that's what makes things really interesting, um, you know, when it comes down to this game. TCU, they deserve a ton of credit, um, you know, so far this year. But uh, I, I do like... 
Kansas State a little bit here. Haven't made that bet yet, but it would be a, a more of a look at Kansas State. As for your second part of the question, that's where it gets really interesting because you can get into, JLC mentioned FIFA. Uh. You know, you could get into, well, what does ESPN want? What is the committee? Who do they actually want in here? So if TCU loses, they're going to be sweating on Sunday for sure. I think, and this is just my gut as Mexico no. Nope. does not score. Well. No. Um, I think that TCU, as long as they lose by, let's say, a touchdown or less, I think they still squeak in to the playoff. The really interesting one, I think USC is out if they lose because that would be yeah. their second loss. And I, think what, and I think really what hurts guys, Ohio State, if there's any Buckeye fans out there, you can't lay an egg. You just you, you they got outscored twenty eight to three in the second half mm-hmm. when Blake Corum is sidelined due to injury. I, I just it's 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 hard to envision Ohio State getting in over a twelve and one TCU team when Ohio State's sitting there and they just got their doors blown off as a you know a touchdown favorite at home. So we'll see. I, I very well could be wrong. Here's one thing I'll point out too, if you want to get into conspiracy theories. I just saw a tweet. Do you know how many people watched Ohio State, Michigan? A lot. 17 million. The most watched game of the year by far and away. ESPN's in the world of eyeballs. Mm -hmm. Ohio State getting back in the playoff would be better for business. So if you want to play conspiracy theorist, that's where it gets interesting uh, with TCU because certainly the eyeballs wouldn't be nearly as plentiful if it were Ohio State back in there. Uh, quickly, a, a yellow card update. Mexico has seven. Poland just got their fifth, so oh, they're still, they're still, pretty they're still behind. Oh, you're, yes. sitting on, you're sitting on a healthy lead yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except I keep watching Mexico just oh, yeah, get, they're, get they're opportunity after. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we've talked all year about this being, you know, not the year of the super teams and things being yeah. so watered down and this or that. What do you feel about the top twenty-five in general? Like, are there like is Clemson still getting too much love? Are there are there some yes. things you see in the top ten where you're like, yes. "Hey, bro, it's not two years ago. What are we doing here?" I, I don't I don't get it, man. I mean, look, I, I know that Tennessee gave up a sixty-three spot to South Carolina, and their quarterback got hurt. But why does Tennessee drop five spots two weeks ago when they lose to South Carolina, and Clemson drops? Ah, spot losing to yeah. South Carolina at home. I mean, once again, in the grand scheme of the playoff, it means nothing. Clemson's not making the playoff. No. If they win it, if they win on Saturday night, they go to the Orange Bowl. It, that's the only thing that matters. But it, it just makes you kind of scratch your head, like, huh? Why? Why? Why is that the way that it is? So I'll go back to TCU and Tim's question, though. Let's say TCU loses by mm, three points to Kansas State. So you're losing on a neutral to a team that you've already beaten once and Kansas State is 10th in the country. I mean and then though if Kansas State wins that game, what do they end? Number 7, you know? So can you really knock a team for losing by 3 points to a team like Kansas State? That that's where that's where I I, I get some that's where it gets interesting to me uh when it comes to this weekend. But yeah, it's it's pretty much a lackluster weekend. You know, Pac-12 on Friday night I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, obviously revenge on the mind for USC. Their only loss came at the hands of Utah. And then you've got TCU and Kansas State. But, you know, Purdue and Michigan, eh. 
Georgia and LSU, especially with LSU's quarterback Jaden Daniels being, you know, in a walking boot on Monday. So, you know, what's his health status if he's not healthy? I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, you're looking at a three touchdown spread here. So, yeah, the bigger boys, the SEC, the Big Tens, and the ACC, just not a whole lot of juice heading into this weekend. Tim Murray, let the people know what's going on at Vison. Yeah, each and every night, um, I sweat out bets like Mexico and uh, and Poland trying to advance here. Um, yeah, each and every night, six to nine p.m. Eastern. If you do want a little more uh, college football in your life, check out the College Football Betting Podcast. We give you three episodes each and every week. And I'll tell you this: all the collective eye rolls out there for bowl games, I get it. But if you like betting, and I know uh, I'm and in, I know, and I know that uh, betting is live on the apps now in Maryland. I'm aware. I'm aware. It is a beautiful time to bet. So uh, we'll be fired up to bet some bowl games, opt outs, motivation, all of that. So uh, don't eye roll yet. Now that betting is legal there in Maryland, we'll be betting on some bowl games. Tim Murray, thanks as always, buddy. We'll talk next week. All right, boys. No more yellow cards, Poland. Oh. <laughs> yellow card free zone. Uh, thanks, come- brother. Coming up next, league at large, and Russell Wilson, uh, he he was asked, what was it like when um, Mike Purcell went off on you on the sidelines? We'll get Russ's Russ's answer next, league at large here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason Kahn. Inside Access to the National Football League. NFL insider Jason Lockenfora, Ravens insider Ken Wyman. Joining us now, the former Hall of Fame coach Bill Cowher, Boomer Esiason, the head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. The league at large. Brought to you by Valor Home. If you're in need of a new roof, siding, or windows, get 50% off all roofing and siding materials. Buy two windows and get one free. Plus, make no payments until 2024. Call 833-83 Valor or online at ValorHome.com. 1057 the fan. Well, Mike and I are on the same page. You know, he, um, he came off uh, you know, after they, I think they kicked the field goal, and he did, he was he was pissed off. He just said, "We got we got to f and go," you know. And uh, I, I agree, you know. So me and him on the same page. We you know, we're, there's no uh, there's no uh, animosity there at all. We, we're on the same page. We we, we got to win. You know, we got to come out here and have some. Uh, some some grit to us, some mentality to us. We got to be able to win these, you know, these these, these football games, and um, you know, so those guys are out there battling every play. You know, in offense, we got to be able to capitalize, and so um, so yeah, no, there, there's nothing there at all. I mean, me, me and him, there's there was no, uh, you know, nothing there. It's one of our favorites, Russell Wilson, talking about uh, Denver Broncos three and eight. Mike Purcell, it was seen on the sidelines, yelling at Russell Wilson coming off the field. They're on the same page. I do want to also point out Pro Football Talk reporting that only half the team showed up to his birthday party. Now, I don't know if he invited the whole team, but uh, yeah, but like, uh, how many do like? What is the average yeah. percentage of a team that shows up? For a quarterback's birthday, he's a starting quarterback. I don't know, I mean, but would, like, dude, think. there's a lot. I mean, uh, do you think? Do you think everybody in that locker room likes Russell? Wilson? No, but I'm just saying, I don't know. Do I think half is a good number? No. Do I think it's absolutely god awful? I don't have the perspective. I've never gone around yeah. asking who goes to whose parties. Like guys have kids. Guys don't have a lot of time yeah. outside of the facility. Like, does Russ live? Up in the hills, like an hour from the facility, because he's richer than everybody. Like, I don't know. Where did he hold it? Well, let, I, I will say this: I got a feeling Sierra wasn't there. Yeah. Sierra was there. I think the attendance went down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think you're, I'm with you on that. Uh, but maybe they didn't know. Um, wow, they've added seven minutes to this. South, Mexico's up two 0 and yes. they've added seven minutes to this game. 
It's very hard to score two goals in seven minutes. Alas. No, um, I mean, all they got to do is score yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's get back to the to Ross. Do you think it's a nothing to see here situation? What you I'm saw? not going to say that. Oh, the, P- the Purcell, Purcell thing or yeah. the birthday thing? The Purcell thing. No, I think they're pissed. I mean, the defense allows like 14 points a game. I mean, the defense has been otherworldly. And the offense is inept. They had three points until the last five minutes of the game in garbage time. I will say for the first time. He sounded normal. He sounded normal. He kind of, you know, contrite in his answer, like knowing that the offense is at fault and they continue to crap the bed. But the team has had to turn on him. I mean, at least Uh the defense, because like Jason said, they're playing their ass off. And the fact that they're giving up as few points as they have been, despite their offense being completely inept, it makes it that much more impressive. Let's go to uh, another one of our favorites, Aaron Rodgers. He did tell Pat McAfee he plans to play Sunday. Of course he does. Uh, but he talks about Jordan Love playing well. It was really nice to watch. You know, I uh, you know, feel like an older brother uh, watching him uh, you know, do well. I care about the kid a lot. Yeah. And fun to see his growth. Fun to just see him just kind of relax up there. You know, I think that's, as any young player, same thing with Christian. You know, once you can make a few plays, it just – it kind of takes the anxiety out of the body and the tension out of the body, and to see him, no, I you know, don't. make accurate oh. throws and Sorry. and do what he's been doing uh, has been fun to watch. So obviously, this sounds like it was old McAfee again. Oh yeah, uh, um, he, like a younger brother. Oh, he's root, nobody's rooting harder for yeah. Jordan Love than Aaron Rodgers. Yes, but yet the he's guy been... who held the, the franchise hostage for two straight years after they drafted him. Yeah, he's, he's big. He's big Jordan Love guy now. Yeah, <laughs> he's biggest fan. You buying T Bone? Hell no, little brother. I mean, remember him complaining they didn't take a receiver and not helping him out? Yeah, there was so much animosity there, and there still is. I mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's the best. Gift that keeps on giving. Uh, Let's get to one more of our favorites. Jeff Saturday was asked if Matt Ryan is still their quarterback. Matt's going to continue to be the guy. We're going to, like I said, we're going to keep keep moving forward, keep pressing forward with what we got. And, yeah, I tell the guys in the locker room, man, it's not – it's – we got the players in the locker room to do it. We got the plays to do it. We we got to figure out how to execute and in moments that matter. And so that's that's really what we got to focus in on and hone in on. Feeling that they got no quarterback. Nah, Matt Ryan looks very old. Nick Foles might be the best quarterback on that team, and that's, I say that just because we haven't yeah. seen him in a year. So who knows? I mean, he's horrible. Nick Foles is horrible. Yeah. But at this point, he probably is the best option there. They have no quarterback. But it, since I was with Vinny, I didn't. Uh, Hear what you got. Jeff Saturday, the clock management. Oh, the he, the oh I mean, yeah. what the Awful. hell was that? He did mm. He did say he was wrong. He, 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 he owned up to it, but still, awful. Hey, coming up next, how is less more for Calais Campbell? We'll explain next here on The Fan. Inside Access on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.